Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free, included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. Thanks to Shopify for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com slash dreamjob. Hi guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So did you know that today, September 30th, is International Podcasting Day? I mean, it's so good. It's just so exciting. It's hard to believe that we've done over 500 episodes. It's hard to believe because my daughter just turned five and people will say all the time, I can't start a podcast. I don't have the time. I can't start a podcast. I'm not enough of a person, enough of an expert, enough of this, enough of that. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I press publish and here we are four and a half years And we have done over 500 episodes. The show has connected me to so many amazing people around the world in so many different countries. I've gotten to meet some of my most favorite people that I look up to, authors and celebrities and people who've just done such incredibly courageous things, including Mel Robbins, who's here today. I can't wait to dive in. And now I am teaching you guys how to do this. I am reaching my arms out and saying, come with me. Let's go. It's your turn. It's your turn to podcast. It's your turn to take the mic. It's your turn to make seven figures doing something that you love. It's your turn to make multiple streams of income while creating community, while cultivating leadership, while doing things that you would do anyway. If you want to join my program, it's called It's Your Turn to Podcast. You can go to kathyheller.com slash join. You can find out all the details. The class will start Monday. And when I say the class will start, that's because it's live. It's you and me on Zoom every single week for eight weeks. Plus, then there will be six months of support with my team, the team who creates and distributes and monetizes. My podcast will be there with you, my producer, but you will have me for eight weeks in this mastermind to teach you how to start a mic drop of a podcast so that you really hold space for people in a way that feels so impactful. And I will show you how to grow a really engaged, gorgeous audience. And I will show you the eight ways to monetize your show. I'm so proud to tell you that in the overall charts, I'm not just talking about for a day or for three days, but overall, my podcast has been in the top 15 of all time entrepreneur. We have stayed in the top on Apple podcasts and beyond. And I want to show you how we did this without marketing, without a marketing budget, without funnels, without a famous last name, without having, I didn't even have an Instagram account when I started. If you are interested in starting a podcast, if you want to say at Christmas dinner or come January 1st, Hey, check out my podcast. And you want to have your voice out there and you want to start creating an incredible community and then scaling a business where you can truly raise your hand to serve people. It's time go to kathyheller.com slash join and join me because enrollment is closing this week in just a couple days and we will be starting on Monday. If there's a voice inside of you that says, I want to be part of this, I want to start something, there is a podcast inside of me and I've been afraid or I didn't feel like I had what it takes or I didn't know what to do because I don't already have an email list or a huge Instagram following, you're exactly where I was you're going to take this podcasting program and you're going to say to me, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I invested in myself and I had that mentorship because look where I am now. 
go to kathyheller.com slash join because doors are closing tomorrow and I will see you on Monday on Zoom. Well, today is the day. Mel Robbins is here. And oh my gosh, I can't tell you how excited I am for you to hear this special conversation. Mel is an international bestselling author. She's one of the most powerful speakers out there. In fact, she has a TED Talk with over 27 million views. She is a leading voice in the personal development and transformation space. She has four number one bestselling audiobooks, and her coaching reaches more than 60 million people a month. You've probably heard of her amazing book, The Five Second Rule, which sold over 2 million copies. And she's going to tell you a little bit about about how that five second rule can work in your life. But we're also going to get into her newest book, which just came out this week. It's called The High Five Habit. Take control of your life with one simple habit. And we're going to teach you how to use the high five habit to start believing in yourself and operating with the confidence that your goals and dreams demand. It's an incredible book. So go get your copy. This habit is so simple and it's easy to implement, but the effects are so powerful. And I'm so honored that Mel is here to tell you all about it. Now, Mel Robbins is doing this incredible free challenge. It is the most incredible thing that she is so generously gifting to you guys. It is going to be her showing up and coaching you and giving you guys some incredible free content, such incredible value. All you have to do is go to kathyheller.com slash Mel. I love how real she is and also how generous. She made me feel totally appreciated and seen, which I just wasn't expecting the level at which she poured love into me. She is such an incredible human being. I can't wait for you to hear this. Without any further ado, please welcome the extraordinary Mel Robbins. Hi. Oh my God. I can't believe we're talking. It feels like my birthday and Christmas and sort of like, it feels like a phenomenon that I am sitting here with you, somebody who the vibration you cast is, there's such goodness in it. Um, There's such truth. You know, it says in the Talmud that words from the heart speak to the heart. It's so obvious how you hold space and care about other people in such an honest, sincere way. And, and you're so open through your whole journey. So I want to talk about the phenomenon that is you, because I, we've interviewed over, over 500 people. I don't think anybody walks in that same frequency. I don't think so. So We're going to talk about your new book that's coming out. Obviously, it's so good. It's so packed with juice. But before we go there, for anyone who for some reason has been living under like a rock and doesn't know the story, let's talk a little bit about your journey and what you've endured and overcome, which gives you permission to talk to people who are in the cave who need a little help out. You know, what's interesting is I still feel like in some ways I'm in the cave. It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because everything that you said was so beautiful. And I still had this feeling like, is she really talking about me? And it's interesting to have that reaction. And it shows you just how deep, if you struggle with self-doubt or self-loathing, it can go. And how hard it can be to accept a compliment. It's impossible to accept a compliment if you can't compliment yourself. And I've done a tremendous amount of work on myself. And, you know, I, I, people often ask me, so how do you even describe what you do? And I always kind of laugh because I'm like, I'm not really sure. I just feel like I really made things super hard on myself. And if I can somehow save you the heartache and the headache that I put myself through by sharing some of the things that I've learned, that would be a life well-lived. And never in a million years did I expect my rock-bottom moment and some of the biggest challenges of my life to be the genesis of these simple tools that have gone on to change the lives of millions of people. And the thing that I, that I'm the most proud of is that I have stayed true to what I deeply care about. And that is, I care deeply about real people. I care deeply about the average person and how much suffering we feel and the silent struggles that we're going through. And if I can make a profound difference in one person's life. That is extraordinary. And so, you know, people see the, you know, the fact that I have become 
one of the most booked motivational speakers in the world. And I think there's two reasons why that's happened. One of them is because I've practiced at this. And so the 10,000 hour rule is true. You know, I started the first speech I ever gave on a stage, Kathy, was that TEDx talk. And if you want to know what a 21 minute long panic attack looks like, just watch my TED talk, please. Like a minute in, I have a neck rash the size of a grapefruit (laughs) on my neck. I'm so disassociated by the end of it that I forget how to end the speech. And I blurt out the five second rule. That speech was not about the five second rule. That was about career change. I, I like I it was the first TEDx conference. I didn't really have any training. I'm having a panic attack on stage. I jump off stage at one point. I'm like trying to escape the place. Like I get back on stage. I don't know how to end it. I'm like, by the way, there's this thing I do. I say, I even give out my email address at the end of that thing. I mean, that's how out to lunch I was. And so I literally sort of stumbled into what I'm doing now. And I've practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And I've become exceptional at standing on a stage and delivering an emotional experience. But I think the real reason, Kathy, that I'm that good at what I do is because I have a single mission before every speech and before every podcast and before anything that I do. And it's this, I center myself and I say, there is one human being who will listen to this and they will either stop themselves from committing suicide or they will find the nugget they need to cure their anxiety or they will find the assurance that they need that this moment will pass and that they have the strength within them. And in fact, as I sit here and talk to you, What's right there is a collage of all kinds of people around the world who are high-fiving themselves. And so when I sit and I'm talking to you and your incredible audience, I'm not here alone. I am standing with the people around the world who have stumbled into the things that I'm talking about or heard my story. And they have used it or are using it to make meaningful changes in their lives. And that's what brings me like the strength that I have, the conviction that I have, the passion I have. It's not about me. And, you know, I I think like on that note, I feel like everybody is trying to find a sense of greater purpose and meaning. And I'm telling you, the purpose of your life is staring back at you in the mirror every day. You have a story. You have life experiences. There is somebody in the world that needs to hear what you've been through, what you've learned. And I believe that the purpose of your life is to wake up at some point and realize that there's a human being in the mirror that needs you, that needs your support, that needs your celebration, that needs your belief. And when you start to build a partnership with that one human being that's staring back in you in the mirror that you spend your whole life with, you will literally discover the meaning of happiness and fulfillment and contentment because you will be free to be yourself. And when you start being more of yourself, the people that need what you have to offer always find you. And you always start to bump into what is meant for you next. Like it's just... That is like the mission that I'm on is to really get people to understand that when, you know, you hear something cheesy, like it's all in you. It really is. And I believe that it begins with you. And most of us, I know I hadn't been taught. How do you support yourself? How do you cheer for yourself? How do you, how do you love yourself? I mean, mean, we know we need to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's so powerful is what it is because every time I've seen you speak, I can feel how present, how dropped in you are. And now I, I, I heard you say, I have that one mission, that one person, and you can feel that. And that is such a gift that you show up and you're not invested in your ego and the self-consciousness about what your ego's got to tell you. It's, it's about being in service just to that one human being. And when you think of that, how many of us could be today offering some contribution to one person and how powerful that really is. 
and how generous and how beautiful. And you, you really liked the way, but then you went on to talk about that person in the mirror, right. And learning that. And you're right. I think what I witness in my audience, it's amazing the amount of the shame and the judgment. Mm. And, and when people say they have a business problem, I say, no, that's a courage problem. And it's the courage to fail. And it's the courage not to be perfect. And it's the courage to make something mediocre. So let's talk about loving you, the you of you and how that yeah. is such a diversion from what you've been practicing doing yourself. Oh, that's so true. Oh my God. You know, it's so funny because here I invent this thing called the five second rule out of dumb luck, drunk on bourbon. I literally <laughs> share it by mistake on a TEDx stage. And I invented this thing to help me get out of bed during the worst moment of my life and finally face the issues that my husband and I had gotten ourselves into. It spreads around the world. I use the five second rule to build a business, to be productive, to, you know, do, 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 do. But it wasn't until I discovered the high five habit that I actually understood how deeply I had been betting against myself, mm. how every step of the way I had been criticizing myself or focusing on what was going wrong, that when I stood in front of the mirror, Kathy, I did not see a successful woman. I did not see somebody that was out there making a huge difference. I saw what was wrong with me. I think for the last 45 years, I have either criticized or ignored the woman I saw staring back with me in the mirror. And so, you know, the high five habit, it did not begin like some big business strategy. I didn't go, okay, I had the five second rule. I need to write a book about the five something. What is it? Like, let's, let's manufacture something. Oh, atomic habits is good. Let's get a habit book. Like, that's not what happened because that's not my brand of self-help. My brand of personal development and empowerment is hit rock bottom, have a challenging moment resist change and then come up with something that sounds so stupid and so ridiculous that it couldn't possibly be something that would actually work. And then when it actually starts working, not only for you, but people who follow you, you better fucking figure out how this thing works, Matt. Like, why is this working? And so the high five habits, no different. I have been trying to write a book, Kathy, for five years. The, the five second rule was self-published five years ago. I have dyslexia and ADHD. I can create an audiobook like in a day. Yeah. Writing something, forget oh, about it. I bet I have written seven books in the last five years. Yeah. All of them sucked. And what happened for me, this is not a pandemic book, but what happened for me is, you know, when the COVID hit, we all have that moment. Like, I'm sure you remember the moment you knew, oh my God, like this is changing everything. Yeah. What was it for you? When they said two weeks, the kids would be off school. And then they said, no, it's going to be a month. And I had that feeling of like things closing in and the claustrophobia, like how will I be able to exist now with, with us not being able to go out to even a park? What if this would stay this way? Yeah, it was right then. I couldn't believe they were like closing school. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, it was a Wednesday in March in uh, 2020. And we were taping this talk show. It was my dream to be a daytime talk show host. And at the age of 51, I got the opportunity to do it. And so we had shot 167 shows at the CBS Broadcast Center. And all of a sudden, somebody comes into the studio space and says they found COVID in the building and you need to evacuate. You got to be out of here in five minutes. The fire trucks are outside. Mm -hmm. And like that, show canceled, fired from my dream job didn't get to say goodbye to the 130 people that I had been working with for over a year. That is I so painful. <laughs> but hey, everything is preparing you for something. Everything. And so I get into my car and I'm driving home and I realized as the New York City skyline was, was, was disappearing and my daughter was in Spain and she called and said, I just heard the news that they're shutting down the borders. You got to get me out of here. And then I hung up with her and all of a sudden it was my daughter in California. USC is shutting down, mom. What is it? What's happening? What's going on? And I thought, oh my God, what is about to happen? 
And so in a matter of two weeks, a book contract that I had got canceled and they wanted the money back. Every speech I had booked for more than a year started canceling. And that was the beginning. The kids come home, they're in a state of turmoil. We all experienced it, right? And I think for those first three weeks, it was like a complete blur. I I basically never got out of my pajamas. I started drinking Bloody Marys at about 11 a.m. We watched Harry Potter marathons and Glee. We watched that season, like all of it. And then all of a sudden, one morning, I woke up and I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yeah. I woke up and I started feeling a couple things. I felt, do I need to reinvent myself again? Oh my God. And then I thought, am I about to lose all my money again? And I'm like, I'm too old for this. I've worked too hard. Like you go into that like mode where like, why is this happening to me? I, I'm a good person. I've worked so hard. Like you like kind of go yeah. at yourself. And so I'm thinking this and I'm like, okay, get up, just get up. Five, four, three, two, one. I get up, I make my bed. I always make my bed. And then I drag myself to the bathroom. I start brushing my teeth. And as I'm brushing my teeth, Kathy, I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I think, oh my God, you look like hell. And the gray hair is coming in and there's dark circles under my eyes and my neck is all saggy and one boob is hanging lower than the other. And I'm literally, I felt sorry for the woman I saw in the mirror. She looked exhausted. She looked scared. She looked overwhelmed. And as soon as you start to go down a negative path in your mind, it will continue taking you there. And so I immediately drift to everything I'm worried about. I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about the world. I'm worried about frontline workers. I'm worried about COVID. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my employees. I'm worried about what's going to happen to my business. I'm worried about everything. And the interesting thing in that moment is if you had walked in, I would have been able to pivot on a dime, especially we women. That's what we do. I would have been like, Kathy, Kathy, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I know this isn't fair. I know you don't deserve. If anybody can handle this, Kathy, you can. You're going to pick your ass up. You're going to pull on your big girl panties and you are going to get your (laughs) ass back out there, right? You could do that for anybody else. But there I was without a bra on. My attitude in the gutter, overwhelmed by my life, stressed out, no energy, last on my list, just defeated. And I couldn't think of a damn thing to say to myself. And you know, the other thing is I probably wouldn't have believed it anyway. Right. But for whatever reason, as cheesy as it sounds, I literally raised my hand and gave the woman I saw in a mirror a high five because she needed it. And, you know, it wasn't like lightning struck, but something shifted in me. You know, I felt my shoulders drop. I felt my chin lift. I laughed because it's so dumb standing there high-fiving yourself in your underwear. My God. And it's interesting because I also felt like, okay, you know, come on now, Mel. Don't be so dramatic. You can handle this. And I left the bathroom. Now, it was the second morning that something really clicked with me because I woke up again, all the same problems, all the same overwhelm, five, four, three, two, one. I get out of bed. I make the bed. I drag myself into the bathroom. And right as I was getting to the bathroom, that's when I felt something I've actually never felt before in my entire life. And that is this, you know, when you are about to go see somebody you really like, and you're going to meet him for a cup of coffee or like a, you know, like a glass of wine or whatever. And you're about to enter the cafe. What do you feel, Kathy, as you're about to see somebody you like? You're excited. And there's like this anticipation. And so you're already feeling good vibes because you know what that person's like and being totally. in their energy. Yeah, totally. That's exactly how I felt sitting in your Zoom room. Like, let me in, Kathy. Let's go. Come on. I can't <laughs> wait to see you and meet you. Um, I actually felt that about seeing myself. I have never felt that in my entire life. I have never been excited to see the human being Mel Robbins. I have been excited to see my outfit. I've been excited 
to see if the eyeshadow looks good. I have never looked forward to seeing myself, the human. And so I walk in and I'm a little bit more present this morning. And I'm brushing my teeth and I put my toothbrush down and I take a moment. And I really look at myself and I don't even see my face. I see a human being. I mean, that's just so beautiful. Like what you just said, we think about that when we're about to go see our friend or, you know, the other mom who her daughter's in your daughter's class. And there's like an excitement. Like you feel like this is like a gift to spend time with this person, but you had never thought about that. And I just think about the women and the men who I've, I've met in my life, the people who listen to this show who they're so good, Mel, and they're so wired to achieve, but they're only as good as like their last achievement. Mm. So there is nothing other than like, well, what's my big post today on Facebook for everyone to see that I earned it. I earned it today, but like inherently like me just being me. No, I've never heard anyone say like, what a gift to get to be in that person's energy, my own energy today with myself to see myself. Yeah. It's, it's everything. And so, you know, I, I sat and I, and I looked at the woman I saw in the mirror and I thought to myself, well, who does she need me to be today? And what game in life matters to her and how could I actually just like move the ball down the field today and so I thought about it and I thought in that moment based on what was going on that who she needed me to be was more optimistic about our ability to get through this and the game that I wanted to play was showing up in a different way for our kids because they were looking at Chris and I about what was happening in the world yeah and so I raised my hand and I like high five my reflection. And so there's a couple things that I just want to explain first about when, you know, you do this because the beauty of this habit, and this is just the first habit in the book and we're going to talk about it. And trust me, we are going to get down to the achievement stuff <laughs> next because it's really important part of why everybody resists high-fiving themselves and why they feel that it's weird. And I'm going to unpack that in a very methodical way because thematically, when you feel that this is weird or you resist giving yourself this support and celebration, what's contained in the resistance is the key to understanding why you don't have what you want. And it's also the key to unlocking the cage that you're trapped in. Oh, that's so juicy. If you're listening, rewind that, listen to that. <laughs> what's in the resistance is so juicy because it's what's actually keeping you. There's a, the, the medicine is in there. That's so yes. good. Yes. Okay, let's go into it. Yes. Well, let me tell you why this is so profound. And it's because your body your nervous system and your body and your brain are already programmed to have the high five habit work. You don't have to say a damn thing. Mm. So your entire life, you have been celebrating and supporting other people. And, you know, Kathy, when you raise your hand to high five somebody else, or when somebody high fives you, what does the high five, the gesture itself communicate to you? I... I'm so impressed, proud, here for it. You know, like all of those things, like I, I'm, I'm cheering for you. Yeah. I love you. I believe in you. I see you. You got this. If a teammate's going down, it's yeah. like, shake it off. Come on. We got this. Get back in there. We're together. Right. It's all of that. It is encouragement, support, celebration, being seen, all of it in one gesture. Because you've been giving this to other people, the gesture is already programmed into your subconscious mm -hmm. brain with all of that programming. So when you raise your own hand, you're going to notice a couple of things. First of all, you can't think anything because your brain won't allow it. As soon as you go to raise your hand, your subconscious mind takes over because this is a physical movement you've done your whole life. 
So when you go to do it to yourself, the subconscious programming of, I believe in you, I see you, I got you, we're in it, come on now, like all of that now gets programmed with your own reflection. Your brain is working for you. Dr. Daniel Amen also told me two things recently. He's one of the world's leading experts on the brain. He said, Mel, 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 Mel. He went bananas when he heard about this. He's like, do you know, do you know why you feel energized when you do this? Like more than a couple of days in a row. I'm like, no, Dr. Amen, tell me why, 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 why? tell me. Right. And he said, well, he said, Mel, your nervous system, your nervous system knows what you're doing. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, when you go to wave hello to somebody, what do you do? I said, well, you raise your hand and wave. When you go to hug somebody, what do you do? Raise your arms to hug. When you go to cross a finish line, what do you, you raise your arms in celebration. When you go to high five something, you raise your hand. He said, your nervous system recognizes this as a celebratory action. Yeah. When you go to do that, you will feel a lift in your energy because your nervous system is recognizing it. And then he said, and on top of that, Mel, whenever you've received a high five from somebody else, you get dopamine. He said, so when you do it to yourself, you get a drip of dopamine, which is why your mood increases. It's why you feel this jolt of confidence. Mm -hmm. And so your programming in your subconscious, your nervous system, and the the physiology of your brain is already wired to have this work. It's bananas. Now let's talk about the resistance, because this is where the keys to unlocking the cage that you're in are contained. So when you first step in front of that mirror and you go to do this, you are going to, number one, feel weird. And let me explain why, because I can tell you based on the science of habits, why you're going to feel weird. Your brain is actually wired to reject any kind of new behavior or change. That's just how your brain works. It loves its patterns, doesn't want to learn new ones. It's kind of lazy in that way, but you can force it to. So I'll give you an example. So I'm a right-hander, right? So if I write with my right hand, I can do it without thinking, zero weirdness at all. If I were to switch hands and write with my left hand, I could do it, but it would feel really weird because I've never really done it before. But the more I do it, the less weird it's going to feel. So I want you to understand when you go to raise your hand and high five yourself the first time, it is going to feel weird. You've never done this before. And in fact, you do the opposite right now. You either stand there and pick apart your appearance or you ignore yourself or you kind of look with disgust. There is something that you're doing that's the opposite of a high five right now. That's why this is going to feel weird. But now let's talk about your resistance because you can kind of feel the positive stuff even though you're like, well, this is kind of weird. I don't really feel anything. Do I feel anything? Oh, I kind of feel a little better. I don't know why. On with your day. That's what day one is going to be like for most people. You also may be somebody who actually does it and starts crying. And the reason why people have a wildly emotional response to this is because the person in the mirror is literally exhaling, going, finally, you are finally seeing me. And people are overcome with emotion and realizing how long they've ignored themselves and beat themselves up, how hard they've been on themselves. And that brings me to this resistance. So if you're somebody who is resisting this or you stand there and you resist it or you're cynical or you scoff or you kind of like have this really jerky response to it, I need you to understand just how much sadness is in that resistance. You see, when you stand in front of the mirror with yourself, you bring a lifetime of judgment with you. You drag into that bathroom between you and the person you see in the mirror. Everything that's been done to you, every abuse, all the trauma, every heartbreak, every disappointment, all the things that haven't worked out. And you use that to prove to yourself That because of that stuff, you're damaged or you're not good enough or your life isn't working out, that you're somebody that doesn't deserve love or support because of those things that have happened. Or there may be things that you've done while you were trying to survive. You did drugs, you cheated, you lied, you you, you blew relationships up, you fucked up, and you look at your past as evidence that you're a bad person 
or that you're not worthy or that you'll always be a piece of shit or whatever garbage you say to yourself that's just horrible. And so the resistance is all of that, that because of those things, I am not a person that I want to high five. Instead, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to judge myself. And what I'm here to tell you is that because of all that stuff, because of everything that you've survived, because of all the things that you've done that you still haven't forgiven yourself for, if you can literally drag your ass out of bed and into that bathroom and you're still breathing and you can look yourself in the mirror and know that in your heart you're trying and you're going to try to do better, you deserve and you need support and celebration and love. You would give that to a friend that was in recovery. You would give that to a friend that had screwed up. You would do that to somebody that you love. And by withholding that from yourself, your withholding shows you that you really don't love yourself. You stand in judgment. And that's where part of the resistance comes. Now, there's another reason why people resist this. And it's exactly what you said, Kathy. And that is so many of us. Hello, raising my hand, Mel Robbins. Hello, overachiever. We have been conditioned to believe that you are only worthy or lovable if you achieve something that is worthy or lovable. When you marry your personal worth and your kind of lovability, I don't even know if that's a word. But if you marry achievement with love and being lovable, you'll never be happy. Because just as you said, Kathy, you're only as good as your last post. You're only as good as the last deal that you're closed. You're only as good as the car that you drive. And you'll always be seeking something outside of yourself to prove that you're worthy of it. You're also going to struggle profoundly with jealousy and with comparison. Because if you think that what makes you lovable is achieving. The second that anybody else is getting anything, it's going to make you feel like you're not lovable anymore. And so what I'm here to say is that you are deserving of love simply for breathing. And that when you can separate, you know, the past is separating what you've done from who you are and being able to stand with who you are and who you're not right now in this moment, and still encourage, love, and support yourself. That's how we get rid of the shame. That's how you forgive yourself. And how you break this yoke of achievement equals worth. Achievement equals I'm lovable. Achievement proves that I'm an okay person. How you separate those two things so you can stand in this moment and truly love yourself for you, not for something outside of you. That's how you change that dynamic. And by the way, as somebody who is so like, wired this way. The other thing that happens, Kathy, is that if you are achievement driven and you're insecure the way that I used to be, and you're critical of yourself the way that I used to be, you will never enjoy the process of building what you build or the fruits of your labor because you will always be focused on what's not working because you're not able to celebrate what's working. Yeah. I mean, I love the way you just find this way of taking like a laser beam and coming into the crevices of our hearts to where anyone who hears your words feels so seen and gotten. Like you know how to make the space to hold up the mirror and go, is this you? Is this you? And then really hold the container with such love and such support that just listening to your words, it's so palpable. And you, you, you brought to mind, I remember when I was in college, my freshman year, I took a theater class and the director said, I'm going to whisper something into your ear as an exercise. And I want you to go on stage in front of all your classmates. I want you to say this line. And once I believe that you believe this line and it's believable, I'll let you exit the stage. I said, great, what's the line? And he said, I want you to say to everybody, I am so beautiful. So I walk on stage in front of my classmates and I go, I'm so beautiful. And he goes, all right, that didn't work. So do that again. You, you're going to believe it this time. Oh my God. I go, I'm so beautiful. And he goes, all right, we're just going to wait. You're going to say it again. And I just broke into tears. I was just like, I can't do it. And he goes, I know. And that's what we got to fix. 
And I stood there sobbing. And then the hottest kid in the class whispers me, goes, you really are beautiful. I'm like, oh my God. And I was so flattered, but I then felt such shame. Like, why is he even looking at me? Like I, Mm. it was so powerful. And, and my, my teacher was, he was so right on, like just me. I feel so many of us, I used to picture like, you know, at Disneyland, when they, the people sell balloons, they have like a thousand balloons. I don't even know how they hold all those balloons. (laughs) I used to think of myself that at the end of the day, I would give every single one of those balloons away. I left nothing for myself. And I think there are so many people who abandon themselves in a thousand ways all day long. And they I think we all do, honestly. Yeah, I really do. They hear you speak. And this book, you guys, is coming out. It's called The High Five Habit. This is what she's talking about. And what I love about it is this is something you can actually do. And as you explained, the science, it already starts to get you into motion And you could actually do one little step that everyone can do that can start to move you out of this place where you haven't been there to see yourself. There's so much I want to ask you, but before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsor. Do you know what that sound is? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. For a free 14-day trial, go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you the resources once reserved for big business. Customize all for you with a great-looking online store that brings your idea to life and tools to manage and drive sales. I know a lot of you are creators and you want to sell your handmade scarves or your jewelry online, but maybe the tech always intimidated you. Well, with Shopify, you don't need any coding or design experience. They make it so easy for anyone to successfully run your own business. And I love that they make that possibility available for everyone. Shopify powers over 1.7 million entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. Some of my friends use Shopify to sell their products and they always have great things to say about it. And since I'm all about being resourceful with what's available to you, I definitely recommend you check it out. It's more than than just a store. Shopify is there to grow with you. They have 24 seven support and they're here to power your possibility. Go to shopify.com slash dream job, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash dream job right now. Now, just in case our listeners, for some reason, I just feel like just to put it in context, people are going to say, how on earth did you have her on your show for the first time? And you didn't need to talk about the five second rule at all. So you've mentioned it a few times, five, four, three, two, one. Can you just put that out there a little so that for people sure. who don't know it? Because that was the the thing that sure. came before this. Sure. I want to first, though, since you were talking about college, share uh, a text chain between my daughter and I. Okay. Because it is really profound and it dovetails beautifully to the story that you just told. So uh, we have a uh, 21-year-old daughter who is a junior at the University of Southern California, and she's at the Thornton School of Music, and she's an artist. She's a, she's a vocalist and a singer-songwriter and a pop musician. And uh, she texted me the other day, and she said, are you getting excited about your book? I can't wait to read it. I've been high-fiving myself in the mirror. And I said to her, How's the high five working? And she said, well, I don't know what to say when I do it. Because sometimes I still look in the mirror and think you're not as pretty as the rest of the girls. And I write, well, you don't need to say anything. The high five communicates it for you. And then she said, but what if I didn't accomplish anything? Like I didn't work out or I didn't write a song today. Should I still high five myself after my shower? And I said, yes, you got to keep showing up every day, trying to do a little better. And that alone makes you worthy of support and celebration. You see, we have the secret to life and happiness and motivation all backwards You think you need to accomplish something to be worthy of a high five. She writes, wait, you mean the fact that I exist deserves a high five? I said, yes. And when you high five yourself for just standing there in front of the mirror, 
you're demonstrating that you see you and all your potential. You support you and you believe in you and that no matter what happens today, you have got your own back. And then I said, what do you think about what I just wrote? And she said, I love it. It makes me feel great. And I said, can you explain why it makes you feel great? Because it might help me explain this to everybody else. And she wrote, well, what the high five shows you is that you don't actually know how much you're always doing. And I think that once you start high-fiving yourself every single morning, it almost allows you to be more present to everything you are doing. And it helps you recognize all those small victories. And when you compile those small victories, you can recognize all your accomplishments, big and small, and eventually come to believe that not only are you worth it, but you could do anything. For those of you listening, can you believe that somebody has Mel Robbins as a mother of you, somebody? I mean, what an unbelievable thing that this is just us texting. This is just a Tuesday. It is gorgeous. And I just am in awe. I mean, yeah, that's what would happen is you would start to take a better look. A better look is the right way to say it. You know, what really is the state of affairs? Well, Um, can I say one thing though, too, though? Thank you for the compliment. But the truth is both of my kids have a therapist and one of the things they struggle with is they look in the mirror and they say, how will I ever have the kind of success that my mother has? Yeah. And so even on the outside, looking at somebody else's life, we all look in the mirror and flip everything to the negative, to an obstacle, to like, instead of saying what you said, which is, thank God I have my mom. And they feel that way. They do feel that way. But when We have insecurities, Kathy. We are masterful at seeing the world around us in a way that twists things so that it makes your insecurities feel bigger. We write extensively about this in the high five habit about your brain and how to start making your brain work for you. But you asked about the five second rule. So the five second rule is really simple. It's a brain hack that is backed by science. You simply use it this way. The moment you feel yourself hesitating, you know you need to do something, whether it's get to the gym, put down the glass of wine, stop snapping at your kids, get out of bed, get off the couch, speak up at work, have the hard conversation, quit the job, whatever it is, the action that you're avoiding. The second you feel that hesitation kick in, you need to start counting to yourself backwards, five, four, three, two, one. That's it. That's all that it is. When you start counting backwards, it requires you to focus when you first start doing it. So your prefrontal cortex engages, which Mm -hmm. means by counting backwards, you interrupt the self-sabotaging habits of overthinking, of worrying, of uh, procrastination, of self-sabotage, fear, anxiety, all of it. Five, four, three, two, one, you cut through it. And when you hit one, your prefrontal cortex is engaged and you have a moment of control Mm -hmm. and you need to move walk away from the booze, pick up the phone, walk out the door, get up off the couch, start the conversation. And the second you move, you're now in control. And so I invented this to get out of bed. That's the best way to start experimenting with it. Set your alarm a half an hour early tomorrow because that way it's going to feel painful because you know you want to resist this a little bit. You want to be like, oh my God, because the resistance you feel anywhere is the resistance that you feel everywhere. Yeah. So when the alarm goes off early and you're like, Ugh, and you don't, you start talking yourself out of it. I don't feel like it. This is stupid. I don't want to. That's all self-tabotaging patterns. Just count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. It shuts it up. It switches gears in your brain. And now you have immediate control over what you think and do next. And that's the window in which you can change anything in your life. And so the five second rule, think about it as a tool in your back pocket to give yourself a push. The high five habit is a part of your ritual every morning to change and improve the relationship you have with yourself, to forge a trusted partnership with the person you see in the mirror, to silence the self-loathing and the judgment that is contained in the resistance that you feel. Yeah. And to 
literally program a whole new story about yourself that you are somebody worth cheering for and believing in and forgiving. And, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things that's interesting is that, um, you know, I've been practicing this now as part of my morning routine every morning for more than a year. And something crazy has happened. I don't actually need to high five myself anymore. Do you want to know why? Why? I don't ever criticize myself. Like I don't even see my body or my face. I literally, Kathy, have erased, like literally deleted a lifetime of self-criticism and self-hatred. And I have programmed in an entirely new way of relating to myself. Does that mean I'm perfect? No. I have compassion for myself. Does that mean I get everything right? Absolutely not. But I can forgive myself. Does that mean my life is easy? Definitely not. But I can ground myself in optimism and faith and know that even the hardest things that happen, and this has been one of the hardest years of my life, that I know that something amazing is coming. You know, I I like to say this because I think it's true and I think it's really encouraging that, you know, you and I can look back and we can look at the hardest moments in our lives. And, you know, whether I'm thinking about a best friend that was killed in a drunk driving accident or being molested at the age of four or the guys that I cheated on that I hate my, you know, self for doing and made myself wrong or the anxiety or the terrible career decision. Like just, I could just look at all of them, the bad friend that I was, the jealousy that consumed me. I can see every single thing, especially the bad stuff is like a dot on the map of my life that has led me to this moment. And I can now sitting here, look back and see the lesson or the wisdom or the person or the experience that that challenge in my life or that thing that I used to regret has given me. I think the real gift that you could give yourself is being able to stand in this moment and know that this moment, no matter how hard it is, no matter how challenging it is, no matter how exhilarating it is, that it too is a dot on the map of your life that connects you forward to something extraordinary that's coming. And if you could only stop resisting that, and if you could only wake up every day, no matter what's going on in the ups and downs, and look in the mirror and see a human being that's there to help you and cheer for you and support you, And if you could only give that person the support and reinsurance and belief that they so desperately need back, you will be shocked at how much more fulfilling your life is, how much easier things come, how much more quickly your resilience rises up as you get tested and terrible things happen and your heart breaks and life challenges you. Because it is true, absolutely everything that you have faced in your life has prepared you and made you a better person. And right now is going to be no different. You know, the confidence and the energy and the resilience and the courage that we all want in life, you don't build that when things are amazing. They're like steel. They're forged in fire. And when you realize even the stuff that you don't ever want to live through again or the most painful things in the world, they're all teaching you something whether you like it or not. And having this sort of high five attitude has, you know, made me less stubborn because what I can see now is my life has been trying to teach me the same lessons. I just was pretty stubborn. And so life just kept coming with bigger and bigger sledgehammers. And when you're open to the lesson that your life is trying to teach you, it's pretty miraculous how quickly new chapters open up in your life. Mm, So good. And I I was thinking about this morning, how there's always a list of things people want. You know, they want a better relationship. They want to go on vacation. They want a new home. And it's like, why do you want that? Well, you want what you think that's going to make you feel right. You want the emotional Mm. payoff of that, right. You want to feel abundant. You want to feel connected. What you're describing is the purest thing that we all really want is to feel that heart 
coherent congruence with ourself. And I've never heard it said so, so well and so accessible as you just described it. And I think about that old adage, love your neighbor like yourself and how often we're not really able to love because we love the way we love ourselves. And it is such an incredible gift, what you just laid out. And I remember my mindfulness teacher years ago saying, the best thing you can do is have tea in the morning and invite all the parts of you to come, the parts of you that's broken, the parts that self-sabotage. But I didn't know quite how to do that. I just knew that that felt really good to let go of the shame and welcome in. And what you're saying, and you guys, this book, The High Five Habit, this really is something we all, we really, really need this. And I love what you just said about how it opens up chapters of miracles. It is so beautiful. It's been such an honor to have you here. Tell us where we can find the book and find you and, and keep <laughs> your beauty. Well, thank you. Um, so you can find the book anywhere. I mean, it's coming out in 23 languages, which I am so grateful for because I want this to spread around the world. You can find free content all over social media. If you have the means to buy the book, buy the book because you're going to want to highlight it and underline it and pass it to friends. And if you have the means to buy the audiobook as well, get it because it's eight hours of the most riveting sort of experience that I've ever created. I'm sobbing, I'm laughing, it's pep talks, it's <laughs> like crazy stories and some snot crying. Like it's just... Yeah. I'm like, we need to record that chapter again. I'm like, you know, my team's like, are you kidding me? No, no. I'm like, what? But the thing that I really want to invite everybody to do, and Kathy, I'm so excited you're going to partner with me on this. We have created a five-day challenge. I don't care when you listen to this. It could be the year 2030, 2040. This challenge will be live. It is a five-day challenge that we're going to hold your hand and we're going to support you through implementing the tools in this book over the course of five days. There's nothing you need to do except for go to the show notes and click the link. And all you have to do is give us your name and email address. We'll send you a link. You're in. And I will be coaching you for five days straight on breaking through the self-doubt and the fear that's holding you back. I'm going to teach you and give you tools to take control. And here's the coolest part. All those people that are listening to this podcast with you, they're going to be there. Literally hundreds of thousands of people are taking this challenge and they're going to be there to celebrate you, to support you. You're going to see yourself in their eyes and their experiences, and you're going to inspire them with yours. Amazing. So join the high five challenge. Just follow the link in the uh, book. It's free. And we want you there. Amazing. Gosh, thank you for pouring in. You're so generous. I don't know how you have this unlimited well of how you give this kind of energy and love so, so steadily, unending, unrelenting. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, Kathy, I'll tell you how. I gave my first speaking event uh, in Salt Lake. I've done two in the last week. And we ended up doing a book signing at the Salt Lake one, which was a little odd because we're all in masks. Right. I could not get over the pain in people's eyes, the exhaustion, the isolation, Hmm. the emotional fatigue that was behind every question, behind every person, behind the gratitude that people expressed for the fact that I was one of the only speakers that, that came in person. And it just filled me with this sense of how much people need these tools right now. And they need a message of encouragement and energy and belief and simple things to do that are going to help them not only take control in a moment that feels wildly overwhelming, but also tap into the power inside them to see themselves through this moment and to the other side where they're going to emerge stronger and braver and more courageous and confident than ever before. Because as we both know, as much as this these last 18 months have been a hell of a ride and have beaten us all up. These moments in our lives also create the most extraordinary moments for change. And you have an opportunity to struggle through this 
to beat yourself up, to hold yourself back, to live in fear, to be terrified, to have low energy. That is everybody's response. But I'm here to tell you, and so is Kathy, that there is there are simple things you can do to take your power back and to actually discover it right now because there's opportunities opening up. And if these last 18 months have showed you anything, it's shown you that first of all, you can survive this. And secondly, there's aspects of your life that you don't like. There are aspects of what you do for a living that you can't stand and that you don't want to go back to. There has never been a better time to take advantage of the tools that Kathy provides and to start that thing that you want to do and to tap into the courage and to pivot and to take control of your life. And let this moment be the moment that you look back on five years from now and say, you know, I listened to this podcast with Kathy and Mel, and that was what had me quit. That's what had me start. That's what had me place a bet on myself. That's what had me dig deep and start actually cheering for myself and pushing myself. That was the moment that changed everything. And so you can choose what you do next. We've just given you a bazillion tools and a lot of reasons to take a look at the person in the mirror and place a gigantic bet on their future. And now it's up to you to set that intention, figure out what game you're going to play, raise your hand in celebration and belief, high five yourself in the mirror, and then get your ass out there and go make it happen. Oh my God. I'm in awe. Absolutely. I can't even thank you so much. This was just such an incredible gift. Thank you. It was a gift to be with you. Oh my gosh. How amazing is she? I still can't believe that Mel is here and that she gave as much as she gave. All right. Here are the takeaways. Number one, the purpose of your life is staring back at you in the mirror every day. There's a human being in that mirror who needs you, needs your support, your celebration, your belief. When you build a partnership with that one human being, you will discover the meaning of happiness and fulfillment because you will be free to be yourself. Number two, everything is preparing you for something. Number three, what's contained in the resistance is the key to understanding why you don't have what you want. And it's the key to unlocking the cage that you're trapped in. Number four, if you can drag yourself out of bed, look at yourself in the mirror and know that in your heart, you're trying to do better then you deserve support and celebration and love. Number five, the real gift you could give yourself is being able to stand in this moment and know that no matter how hard or exhilarating it is, it too is a dot on the map of your life that connects you to something extraordinary that's coming. Number six, we don't build the resilience and courage we want when things are amazing. They're like steel. They're forged in fire. And number seven, when you're open to the lesson that life is trying to teach you, it's pretty miraculous how quickly new chapters open to you. Okay, now I want to celebrate our alumni. So Linda said, I recently have opened up my offer for a three-month total transformation of the mind and body. My offer was for $5,000 per client. Within the last two weeks, I've had five people sign up so far. That's $25,000. I honestly and truly believe that things totally change once you find your team of people and a coach that uplifts you. Stick with them. Kathy and her amazing team are so inspiring and so uplifting. Literally, believe you're worth it. Believe you are unstoppable and step into that higher vibration. What? Linda, this is incredible. Congrats, congrats, congrats. I'm so proud of you for putting this offer out there and putting out that resonance and you're finding the people who connect with you. It is truly extraordinary. I know you're well on your way to even more spectacular things, so definitely keep us posted. You can all go give Linda some love. Her website is lindaalario.com and her last name is spelled A-L-A-R-I-O. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this show. It means the world to me. We have so many good episodes coming out, so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify so you don't miss out. Brandy Carlisle will be here in just a few episodes. Remember, doors are still open till tomorrow for my podcast program. So if you want to spend eight weeks with me on Zoom, where I will be holding space for your highest and best, and I will be pulling you forward and calling you forth to take your seat at the table to show you how to create a phenomenal podcast, an incredibly engaged audience, and how to monetize that, then go to kathyhar.com slash join. Doors are closing tomorrow, and our first session is Monday. I'll leave you with a song of mine. And I'll talk to you Monday. I could use a fresh coat of paint, change my scenery, wake up in the morning and choose to be.